back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 344. Man, excitement for this Rams-Lions game is just building. Kind of cool. Who would have thought at the beginning of this season that the highlight of wildcard weekend would be the Rams versus the Lions? You probably could have won a lot of money if you placed a bet on that. We have a couple features coming up here. I have another segment of who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed. Kind of a season-ending look at all of the teams, how these fan bases are feeling about their teams. And I also have my wild card picks. And I'll come back tomorrow with my Rams-Lions preview. Injury report items of note after Thursday practices. Joseph Noteboom, Jordan Fuller, and Troy Reader all still not practicing. Kevin Dotson and Tyler Higby limited, both of them with shoulder issues. I suspect they will both go. Jordan Fuller is the one I'm worried about. Man, we need him, or it could be Russ Yeast time. Yeast will step in and do a good job if needed, though, but it just makes us a little bit thinner there. Now, one thing the Rams did, and we kind of saw this coming as well, Ernest Brown, he was waived, added to the practice squad, and the Rams have activated Duke Shelley. And that has to be because of this concern about the secondary performance-wise and health-wise as they head into these playoffs, especially a team like the Lions that can really throw the ball around. Lions actually more banged up than the Rams. Their biggest issue, of course, is their rookie tight end, Sam Laporta. I didn't think he had any chance of going, but apparently they're feeling a little bit better, a little more optimistic about his chances, but he was still out Thursday. But there's a chance he could go. I'd still be surprised, though. Get through some other notes here. Hey, y'all know about this Netflix show, Quarterback, right? Last season, they followed Marcus Mariota, Patrick Mahomes, and Kirk Cousins around. I haven't seen the show, but I heard it was pretty good. And this year, the rumor is they've been following around Matthew Stafford, and he will be one of the three quarterbacks highlighted in the next season. Following Matthew Stafford around this season, him heading back to Detroit for this wildcard game, I think Netflix hit the jackpot. And surprise, surprise, who did Mike Florio name as his defensive rookie of the year? Kobe Turner. Maybe Mike Florio and the staff over there at Pro Football Talk is starting to come around showing the Rams some love. I've been working through my notes for this who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed segment, and I have to keep on editing it because coaches keep on falling by the wayside here. And one of them was a real surprise. Well, let's start with college. Nick Saban retiring. What a career he's had. Pete Carroll out at Seattle. They're going after Dan Quinn, perhaps. Mike Vrabel fired by the Titans. That was a real surprise. And Bill Belichick, we all saw that coming. Maybe Vrabel moves on to the Patriots. Like I said, it is episode 344, so I'm going to talk about a player who wore number 44 real quickly before we get on to the other segments. 
Y'all remember Madison Hedgecock, 6'3", 244-pound fullback out of North Carolina? Mike Martz drafted him in the seventh round of the 2005 draft, and he was a pretty good lead blocker for Steven Jackson. Fought through some injuries, and then the Rams hired Scott Linehan, and one year later, Linehan waived Hedgecock, and the Giants pounced on him, and Hedgecock went on to be a great player for the Giants lead blocker for guys like Brandon Jacobs, and he was on that 2008 Giants team that won the Super Bowl, actually had a catch for three yards in that game, played four years for the Giants. Man, Rams really made a mistake letting him go. And Hedgecock's Wikipedia page alludes to the fact that the coach that let him go made amends with him and said, hey, it was probably the biggest mistake I've ever made waving you. And I assume that's Scott Linehan. Can't imagine who else it would be, although they do not name the coach. Madison Hedgecock, number 44 for the then St. Louis Rams. Let's get to my Rams up straight up game picks. I finished the regular season with 166 correct, 106 wrong after going 10 and 6 last week. Let's get to this wild card weekend. Let's go in chronological order here. Saturday afternoon, the Browns at the Texans. And my initial take on this was C.J. Stroud is going to be the difference here, and they will find a way to win. But I've kind of flipped on that. I think Joe Flacco has been such a steadying force on this Browns team, a Browns team that already has proven they have perhaps the best defense in the league. And this Brown's pass rush is going to be something C.J. Stroud is going to have a hard time dealing with. I'm taking the Browns in a tight one. The Saturday night game, same thing. My initial inclination was to take the home team, the Chiefs. They're favored by three. They beat the Dolphins earlier in the year in Germany. Chiefs have won four straight in this series. It's going to be brutally cold. Wind chill factor under zero degrees. Be honest with you, they shouldn't even be playing this game in these conditions. They should move it to a dome. That's just my opinion, though. But I think this game's going to be one on the ground. And who has the better rushing attack? The Dolphins. And who has the better run defense? The Dolphins. So I know weather's going to be a challenge for the guys from Miami, but I'm taking the Dolphins to win this. The Sunday morning game, the Steelers at the Bills. Bills heavy favorites, nine and a half points is what I saw. It's going to be cold, but nothing like what they're going to have in Kansas City. I love what the Steelers have been doing. George Pickens has been lighting it up. They went into Seattle and won that game on our behalf. Thank you very much, Pittsburgh Steelers. But this game's going to be all Bills. They'll win this one. Sunday afternoon, the Packers at the Cowboys. And... As I mentioned a few days ago, the Packers have won nine of the last ten between these two teams, including the last four in Dallas. But I have a hard time seeing either one of these teams advance to the Super Bowl. They're both going to drop off at some point. question is, who drops off in week one of the playoffs? And if one team is more likely to blow chunks on this weekend, it's the Cowboys. But I just can't pick the Packers here. They're a young team, so up and down, so inconsistent. 
I got to take the Cowboys in a close one. And then the Sunday night game, well, you know how I feel about that. I'll be covering that in my game preview, but come on, man, you knew who I'm picking. And then the Eagles at the Bucks, and this is yet another game. I was leaning towards the home team. Eagles have been in such a nosedive, lost five of six. I think a lot of that has to do with losing both their coordinators from last year. It took a while, but it finally started to affect how this offense and defense played, how they were able to adjust. Might even be a bigger part of it. But the Bucks just don't impress me. I think the Eagles still have the roster that can get it together and win a wild card game. I really think they will. They'll take care of the Bucks. So it's kind of interesting. My first run through this, I was taking all home teams against the Rams. But as I discussed this with myself, actually, I, I flipped on the Dolphins-Chiefs game. I flipped on the Browns-Texans game. And I flipped on the Eagles-Bucks game. The Cowboys-Packers, I think I was taking the Cowboys all along, as well as the Rams. So there's my Rams up straight up picks for wild card weekend. Man, I don't feel real strongly about a few of these games, but there you have it. Well, with the regular season behind us, I thought it would be a good time to revisit our Who's Pumped, Who's Pissed, Who's Perplexed segment, taking the pulse of fan bases across the NFL. I'm going to do it a little bit differently this time. Usually I throw the deserving teams into one of those three categories. This time I'm going to mention every single team in the NFL. I'm going to start with five fan bases that really don't fall into any of these three categories. Now three of those fan bases are the Cowboys, the Browns, and the 49ers fan bases. To be honest with you, I don't think they're pumped quite yet. They're not going to be pumped unless they win it all. Maybe not the Browns. I guess they're kind of pumped to be in the playoffs, but they expected that at the beginning of this year with this great defense. But all three of these fan bases, they're itching to celebrate, but not quite ready. Wondering if the other shoe is going to drop and they end up disappointed. And two fan bases that are pretty much where they thought they would be. That would be the Commanders and the Vikings. You know, I don't think they have anything to be really pissed about. Maybe a little disappointed. Commanders undergoing a coaching change. But I have eight fan bases that are pumped. And and five of them are simply pumped because their teams are in the playoffs. The Rams, Packers, Steelers, Bucks, and Texans. I don't think any of these teams expected to be in the playoffs this year. Packers and Steelers... They kind of get used to the idea of being in the playoffs, but but I think both fan bases, probably in the back of their mind, were reconciled to missing out this year. They're just pumped to be a part of the dance. And Rams, Bucks, and Texans, nobody expected them to be here, and there they are. Three fan bases that are pumped, and I can speak for Ram fans. Yes, we're pumped. And I think two other AFC fan bases are pumped. I think the Ravens fan base has to be pumped because right now they look like the best team in the NFL and it's their Super Bowl to lose. They got to be pumped. And the other fan base that I think is pumped is the Bills fan base because they are on a roll playing really good football late in the year. Just knocked off their divisional rival Miami Dolphins, Kings of the AFC East again. And I also think the Arizona Cardinals fan base should be pretty pumped right now. They are playing really competitive football at the end of this year. 
Kyler Murray is starting to look like he might be their franchise guy. Have a lot of flexibility in the upcoming draft. It looks like they nailed it with their coach. Now they are stuck in what's looking like a pretty competitive division once again. But but remember, the Cardinals had low expectations this year. They just wanted evidence that this franchise is getting turned around. And it is. It has been turned around, in my opinion. Things looking up for the Arizona Cardinals. I haven't talked to a Cardinal fan but I bet you that's the vibe coming out of Arizona right now. And which fan bases are pissed? Well, let's start with the Panthers. They got owner issues, and they have Bryce Young, who could end up being a decent quarterback, but just the fact that they traded up to get that pick and passed on C.J. Stroud. Hey, hindsight's 20-20, but gotta be pissed if you're a Panthers fan. And I think the Saints and Falcons fan bases are both kind of pissed how this season ended. Falcons coach is fired. They still don't have a quarterback. The Saints, their coach is probably going to get fired. And is Derek Carr the answer there? Just kind of spinning their wheels in New Orleans. And the Giants fan base is probably a little pissed. Hear what's going on with their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. Why do I feel like he should be hosting a game show? Must be a reason for that. Supposedly once, I don't know what's going on there actually, but Giants fans, is how this whole season went down. They got to be a little pissed. Although that was a nice win against the Eagles in week 18. And speaking of the Eagles, they got to be pissed. What happened to this team? 11-1 and and talk about a nosedive. A 90-degree point-the-nose-at-the-ground nosedive by the Eagles. Hey, they're in the playoffs. Maybe there's hope, but coming off a Super Bowl loss, thought this might be their year, 11-1, and and it all falls apart. Chargers fans, you know, they should always be pissed. This franchise, man, so much talent year in and year out, can never get it done. Another coaching change on the way in all likelihood. And the Colts. The way that ended there against the Texans, ouch, that's got to hurt. And the Jags, high hopes for them, and they lose, was it five out of their last six? I'm not even sure, but that did not end well. And the New York Jets, what's going on with their coaching situation? Aaron Rodgers coming back. This whole season was just a big disappointment, and they got to be pissed. Maybe a little hopeful moving forward, though. And which fan bases are perplexed? Well, how about the Seattle Seahawks fan base? The 12th man up there. Had a nice run last year. Totally unexpected. Had to be thinking this might be the year for them. They'll take another step forward, but they didn't. And now Pete Carroll retiring. The end of an era. Where did the Seahawks go from here? Lions fans, man, they're really torn right now. Going to the playoffs, hosting a playoff game, so much to be excited about. And then Sam Laporta suffers that knee injury. And who's coming to town? Matthew Stafford. And the Bears are a little perplexed, but in a good way. You know, Justin Fields just might be the guy, but is he? They're going to have to make a decision here pretty quick. They have that first pick in the draft, so the fan baser has to be really torn. The Raiders... They're perplexed what's going on with the coach there. I think the mood in the room is, let's keep this interim coach. Not sure if it's going to happen, though. 
Chiefs fans perplexed what happened to this offense. But the bottom line is this Chiefs team does not look like it has what it takes to win the AFC. And that's going to leave this fan base, this somewhat spoiled fan base, by the way, a little perplexed. The Broncos, they made this big trade for Russell Wilson. And I warned you, I told you, this was not going to end well. And it isn't ending well. And the Broncos back to square one as far as the quarterback situation, apparently. Bengals fans, such a good team. But Joe Burrow just cannot stay healthy. And they missed the playoffs. They're perplexed. They got to be a little hopeful. Hey, if Joe Burrow comes back and he's healthy, this team will be a threat in the AFC, but got to be unsure about the future there. Patriots fans, they're perplexed. I don't think they're pissed. I mean, you can't be pissed after the run they had, have a couple of down years, but still a little perplexed on where this franchise goes from here. Really lacking in difference makers on this roster, the quarterback situation in flux. And of course, most of all, Bill Belichick retiring. Kind of saw that coming. Time of change in New England. They've got to be a little perplexed. But hey, it could be an exciting time in New England. When was the last time they had a new coach, right? Could it be Mike Vrabel? That would make sense. We'll have to see what happens there. And the last fan base that's perplexed is the Miami Dolphins fan base. You know, I've kind of fallen into that trap, too, thinking this Dolphins team is so electric, can put so many points on the board that it has a good shot at ending up in the Super Bowl. But I don't think that's the case. I think they're missing something. And now they have to go to Kansas City and play in freezing conditions, horrible weather conditions next weekend. And their season could very well come to an end. They have to be a little perplexed. Man, there's no team that needed a home game more than the Miami Dolphins, considering who their opponents could be. Outdoor teams like the Ravens and Bills in Kansas City that they're going to have to beat. Tough road for the Miami Dolphins. You know, I wasn't going to throw the Titans into any one of these three categories. I was going to have them in that first group of, hey, don't really belong in any of them. And then they fired Mike Vrabel. So this is a fan base that's a little perplexed, maybe a little pissed. I was really surprised by that firing, and I suspect Titans fans are as well. And then you add on to that, Ryan Tannehill, will he be back? Derek Henry, who has been the core, the heart and soul of this team for years, he probably won't be back. Just a time of change in Tennessee. I thought they could get back on track with Mike Vrabel leading the way now. Wholesale changes coming in Tennessee. So that's a wrap on my 2023 season. Who's pumped? Who's pissed? Who's perplexed? Taking the pulse of fan bases. I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty accurate. Maybe we'll do this one more time after the playoffs. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.